Welcome to the Aerospace Engineering Podcast. My name is Reiner Groh, Research Fellow of the Royal Academy of Engineering, and on this podcast I have conversations with aerospace pioneers about new technologies at the cutting edge of aerospace design and research. If you value this podcast as a useful informational resource, please consider supporting it as a patron on patreon.com forward slash airspace. There are multiple levels of support, but anything from $1 an episode is highly appreciated. Thank you for your support. We choose to go to the moon in this decade and do the other things, not because they are easy, but because they are hard. Three, two, one, zero, all engine running. Liftoff, we have a liftoff, 32 minutes past the hour. Liftoff on Apollo 11. Houston, uh, Tranquility Base here. The Eagle has landed. Today I'm talking to Gareth Hetheridge, the Interim Head of IT at Rolls-Royce, and Luca Leone, a Team Defense Information Task Force Consultant about the UK defense industry. Team Defense Information is a collaborative association that informs defense information policy and pilots new ways of working to transform the defense ecosystem in the UK. TD Info pools the collective insights, knowledge, and innovations of its members, such as Rolls-Royce, BAE Systems, and others, to help the Ministry of Defense deliver its objectives for equipment and information. In this episode, we discuss the importance of TD Info for the UK defense sector and talk in detail about Rolls-Royce's vision regarding the increasing digitization of the airspace sector, especially around hot topics such as artificial intelligence and virtual reality. We also discuss a key industry event that TD Info and Rolls-Royce are co-organizing, the first annual Information Vanguard Conference, an event for young industry professionals that will be held on the 18th of October 2019 at Rolls-Royce in Filton. The conference is open to all, but has been especially designed with newer entry professionals in the defense industry in mind. There are some exciting speakers confirmed, including Team Tempest and Reaction Engines, and live exhibitions from the likes of Rolls-Royce and Airbus. I will be attending the conference, and if I have piqued your interest, please register at teamdefense.info and head over to the events page. But now, without further ado, please enjoy my conversation with Gareth Hetheridge and Luca Leone. Luca, Gareth, welcome to the podcast. Um, before we get started, I would like both of you to introduce yourself to our listeners. Luca, you've been on the podcast before in your role as head of program of Aralis, but today you're here representing a different organization. So why don't you tell us a little bit about who you are? Yes, thank you very much. So um, alongside my role with um, Aralis, I also work with a, a trade organization called Team Defense Information. Um, effectively, they um, work very closely with the Ministry of Defence and the uh, defence industries in the UK to help um, deliver platforms and capabilities um, quickly and, uh, and more efficiently. Um, so where the MOD has a challenge in, in supporting platforms, we'll help them solve those challenges. Great. And Gareth, what about yourself? Hello. So I'm the Head of IT for Defence at Rolls-Royce. Um, so really, my I have a global role that understands, uh, looks at what we're trying to do with digital and manages the IT function for our air, land, sea divisions in defence. Uh, I started out in the Air Force which, uh, until about 2010. Um, I then joined Rolls-Royce within program management uh, within the business and then moved into IT. And I think that's really important as the business and IT come much closer uh, as we move on that we understand both the business and IT going forward. Great. And I think we'll talk about business and IT at Rolls-Royce a little bit Absolutely. later on in the conversation. But um, first off, um, I want to talk about team defense information and also the first annual Informa Information Vanguard conference or INVAM 
uh, for short, that will be taking place in October at uh, in Filton um, later this year. So, uh, Luca, what is Team Defence Information? Um, so, so as I mentioned, Team Defence is, is, is a trade organisation. We're fairly small as trade organisations go, but um, we work um, very close with the MOD um, and, and um, work with directly on their programmes. Um, so that can be with um, the organisation called the DNS, which is Defence Equipment Support, which is effectively the procurement uh, element of, of the MOD, um, but also into the frontline commands, so the um, the Army, the Navy, the Air Force, um, and the Defence Logistics Organisation, um, to help them um, support the platforms and help them understand where the challenges are. Um, we also help on the information side, um, so we have a, um, an organisation called the Joint Information Group, um, which reports into Defence Suppliers Forum, um, and that looks at challenges on information flow and collaboration between um, MOD and industry. Um, and, and so we, we put teams together and, and run projects to help um, help those, uh, those, those organisations collaborate more effectively. Um, so this year we're launching um, the first conference, as, as you say, the InVan conference. Um, so we run one conference every year already, um, which is called DI80, well, it's called Defence Information um, DI, uh, DI20, um, which will be the next one. And um, that focuses on um, the more senior um, representatives of the defence industry looking at the challenges they um, face. Um, this year will be the first Invan conference, which will be for the younger members. Um, this year is themed by the Air Force, um, so we're looking at an Air Force for the 2100s and beyond. And the reason for that is the systems that the Air Force are looking at procuring now, so things like Tempest, which we'll talk about later, um, they have to be in service um, out to 2100s and beyond. So we're looking at the technologies and the challenges um, that will be faced by those sorts of programmes and, um, and and look at what we can do to to um, inform those programmes um, as early as possible. Very interesting. So so how does a, an industrial partner like Rolls-Royce interact with um, team defence information? How kind of What is the, the added value of team defence information for someone like uh, Rolls-Royce? So team defence information really works from two aspects. One is the MOD being able to couch and understand uh, the views of industry and get a single view uh, from across a, a very wide berth of, of industry representatives from big primes like BAE and ourselves uh, down, to, down to SMEs and everything in between. Um, but also it's great that we're able to influence and understand what the MOD is thinking um, and shape that. Uh, and that's that's really, really uh, key. Uh, and T TDI is a fantastic organization that works in a very collaborative nature uh, to understand and work together as, as part of the wider defense uh, and make sure we're proving value back to the MOD. So it's, it's a great organization to be a part of. Great. So Luca, you mentioned previously the, the conference that you're organizing, the, um, the InVan conference. So um, talk a little bit more about what is the main aim of that conference where and when, when will it be held and um, who can attend? So the, the event is held on the 18th of October at uh, Rolls-Royce in Filton. Um, it's open to anybody who, who would like to attend. Um, it's people who are interested and excited by the future of military aviation in the UK. Um, what we're trying to do is bring together a collection of speakers, presenters um, and, and attendees um, to come and feed the conversation um, and, and to see where we can, where we can collaborate on, on, on these future technologies. Um, so we have a, a lot of exciting um, presentations and even some hands-on demonstrations. Um, so that includes Airbus bringing their bird of prey concept, which you might have seen in the, in, in the press recently, which is a, a future concept for a, an aircraft with um, a wing-like structure. Was, I should say a, a bird wing-like structure compared to a conventional wing. Um, we also have Team Tempest um, attending um, and, and a whole host of other um, exciting organisations. And, and not only will it be uh, presentation style, um, but we'll also have some hands-on, some VR and AR. Um, so Aralis will bring in a, an augmented reality system um, and, uh, and as will uh, a couple of other organisations as well. Great, sounds, sounds fascinating. 
And also, Gareth, you mentioned Team Tempest before. So Tempest will also be present at the, at the conference. Can you t tell our listeners a little bit more about you know, what, is, what is actually the, the Tempest program and why is it so important for the UK defence uh, industry? And Tempest has been fantastic for, for the defence industry. It's really infused everyone, I believe, since the announcement last year. Um, it's a fantastic opportunity for, for UK PLC to uh, ensure that we're match fit in our engineering capability. Um, and I think it's infused everyone from uh, those that are in schools at the moment and will be the, the pilots or go to fly Tempest in many years to come or the engineers or the, uh, the IT specialists of the future um, through to the millennials uh, and the young professionals that sit in each of our organizations that are starting their careers um, all the way through to the more experienced personnel who are currently the senior leaders on these programs and, and I've seen a really dynamic shift in um, in how how we approach things since since Tempest come along, and um, and and on that note, it's a great opportunity to use different technology. So it's driving us to jump to a completely different way of working. With if we take engineering, much more model based engineering and model based systems engineering, uh, more automation, uh, more AI in time. Uh, so it's it's really the vehicle to push the defence industry to transform the way we do it and really embark on our digital transformation. Great, and I guess. At, at the conference, it will be Team Tempest that will be present. So what does that imply? Who is Team Tempest? What are the, the, the partners that are involved? Um, so Team Tempest is made up of, a, as you say, a number of organizations. So it's led by the RAF and, and the RCO. Um, we have an ex exciting speaker from, from there um, coming, coming, to, coming to speak, which we'll be announcing shortly. Um, alongside that, um, obviously, you've heard from Rolls-Royce, but BA Systems, MBDA, and Leonardo, and Leonardo um, will be attending to represent the, the, the Team Tempest. Um, right. absolutely. So it's basically a, a big UK collaboration to, to build a, the fighter jet of the future. Absolutely. Great. So, Luca, at the InVent conference, uh, you will also be launching the Joint Information Group, Vanguard, or JIGV for short. So first off, what is JIGV? Yeah, so the JIGV is a, is a really exciting initiative and it's building a lot of steam. Um, so uh, as I mentioned earlier in, in, in when we started talking, one of the processes Team Defence runs is, is the Joint Information Group, um, which is senior level representatives of the um, IT functions across the defence industry, um, looking at how they can solve problems. Um, so what we've done is we've kicked off this new initiative called the JIG Vanguard, which will take young early, uh, younger early, uh, early career professionals to look at those same challenges and other challenges in the, in the defence industry and come up with alternative solutions and, and look at alternative ways of, um, of, of, of seeing the problem. Um, so they'll really lead the thinking on, uh, on, on future policy development um, within the MOD and also across industry as well. Okay, so looking forward, what do you think are some of the benefits um, uh, for the defence sector of, of the GP initiative? So the, one of the challenges defence faces is, is a lot of people come from the same background um, and come through the same process to get to where they are, especially at the senior levels. Um, so having that diversity of thought is, is, is vital um, for, 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 for the challenges that the defence industry faces going forwards. Um, and so bringing these, um, these new and fresh ideas in to, to, to approach the same sort of challenges but with a different, uh, a different way of thinking is, is, is really important. Um, for those that want to get involved, the, it gives them a, a really good opportunity to sit on a, a senior level board um, from a young age um, and to get exposure to the, the senior levels across MOD. Um, so our sponsorship is, is, is very senior within MOD. So the GV reports into, the, uh, into Charlie Forte, who's the MOD CIO. Um, and then we report into Nigel Whitehead into the Defence Suppliers Forum as well. So um, it's, it's, it's very senior level and gives them a, an exceptional opportunity to get that exposure across the, uh, across the industry. Mm -hmm. And has, 
has the JIGV kind of identified any key technological or strategic themes that they want to focus on, AI or any? Or Absolutely. So, so we have four strategic themes at the moment, um, and, and um, part of what the JIGV has started doing today, in fact, um, is to look at those strategic themes and see where they can um, where they can make a difference. So uh, you've actually picked a moment. So AI and machine learning is one of those strategic themes, um, along with uh, remote autonomous systems, um, additive manufacturing, and skills and diversity. Um, are, the, are the four key themes they're looking at at the moment. Great, and I guess all of those themes probably also play a big, a big role um, for Rolls Royce. I mean, you are currently the interim head of IT at Rolls Royce, and it seems that um, digitization will probably drive a lot of the changes in the future in the aerospace and, and defense, uh, defense sectors. Um, I mean, yeah, off the top of my head, you know, AI, uh, 3D printing, cybersecurity, all of these things will probably play a, a major role in the future. So from your vantage point um, at Rolls-Royce, how do you view these developments and what do you feel like is the importance of an increasing digitization for Rolls-Royce and the industry in general? So they're all they're all very important, um, uh, and it's really exciting. Uh, and the adoption of these technologies brings us some some really interesting challenges going forward. And that's why I think defence as an industry is a fantastic place to work over the next ten to twenty years. So we can talk about the technology challenges, and there is some of those in the in the more techie space. But if we go wider than that, the the expectation of users because they have Macs etc. in their their home life, and they expect that in their work life. Um, we need business leaders to understand digital a lot more than they previously done. So if we talk about cloud, for example, it's a fundamentally different business model and a different operating model that they need to understand. So we really need to upskill our business leaders to understand what digital means. Um, there's definitely the technology challenges. AI, for example, is a great one, but more on uh, more challenging in the space of the likes of AI is the, the culture and the ethical nature of it. So we're talking about defense industry, which is highly governed as, as aerospace is, um, very safety critical. Uh, and what we're talking about is bringing a level of automation and AI into that. The ethics of how you use that in defense and aerospace, uh, the policies and procedures to protect it, to be able to exploit it, um, to do it as quickly as you can do in other industries, but also do it safely, is brings up some really interesting challenges. So for me, I think it's a fascinating space to be in. I think Tempest gives us the vehicle to drive us towards um, accelerating that journey. Uh, I think there's some really interesting challenges that go from policy and culture and people through to the technology. Uh, I think it's a fantastic place to be. Yeah, I guess, I mean, one of the AI and all of these uh, new technologies, you would think that, you know, they've come out of Silicon Valley based on this data-driven approach of everybody having a cell phone in their pocket. But then I guess the transition to applying it in the defense sector, to me at least, doesn't isn't as trivial as it seems because you have, as you said, some of these ethical conundrums that um, you want, you're, you're, you're making products that fly, that uh, well, life and death is involved. So what are some of the kind of questions or means of actually addressing these, as you say, even cultural problems um, going forward? So, I mean, it's a lot around the, the transparency. If we take AI, for example, um, the responsible and transparent nature of it. So when we talk about that black box, how do we understand that we understand the methods and the processes that go behind it, the decision tree um, with this with this fascinating technology? Um, and how do we make sure it's not been hacked? So we touch upon cyber. So how do we make sure that it's not been tampered with, etc.? Um, because the the repercussions of getting it wrong are very severe in our in our organisation. Uh, um, we need to make sure that we've gone through the right steps. So fascinating challenge. Um, the technology brings a, a real opportunity that which we need to exploit. But in order to make that happen, we've got to overcome some of these 
uh, these very, very interesting obstacles. So it's going to be uh, a great industry to watch over the next 10 years. Great. And in terms of uh, the Tempest, what do you think are some of the, uh, the, the key technologies that we will see um, in the next you know, 20 years as, as the aircraft develops? So definitely around the, um, the model-based engineering and model-based systems engineering. And what we mean by that is having a, a single system or linked systems that are able to share data from designers to manufacture to test and, and back and that kind of closed loop design. So there's a real focus area that, and, that, and that's incredibly exciting. Um, much more in automated tests because um, that will re that will reduce cost. So doing less physical tests and more in automation and simulation is going to be absolutely key. Um, in order to make that happen, quantum compute and high performance compute, uh, which potentially touches on the likes of cloud technology, uh, and then big data and AI. And certainly big data gives us some really interesting challenges around cyber and aggregation of data. Uh, and then you can overlay ML and AI type technology on top of that. Great, sounds absolutely fascinating. I mean, a question for, for both of you. Um, so th this is a STEM podcast and, and STEM has uh, is an increasingly important role for, for the aerospace industry, even in engineering in general. Um, the Royal Academy of Engineering, who I'm associated with last year uh, had the, the, the year of engineering where they were trying to um, change some of the uh, misconceptions about engineering in schools and, and in, in also for other groups of people. Um, so what is the importance of STEM both for Team Defence and, and, and Rolls-Royce? Yeah, so from, from Team Defence's point of view, it's, it's very important. Now, we, what we don't do is we don't do much into schools, but what, we, what we're trying to do now with the JIG-V and, and, um, and some other projects is, is look at the retention of, um, of the skills once they're in the industry. So once somebody's in, how do we make sure they stay and, and get infused and excited by the industry? And if that means they move on to a different organisation, then at least they're retained within the same, what we call Team Defence, within, within the same um, sort of, uh, you know, the same domain. Um, and so it, it is absolutely vitally important and, and looking out, um, you know, as, as Gareth will, will touch on, but, um, you know, looking out of the next 10 years, skills is one of the biggest challenges that the industry faces. What about Rolls-Royce? Absolutely. So we've got a, a fairly significant uh, STEM and outreach program that, that goes across um, defence and the wider Rolls-Royce. Um, I think the key, key bits to touch upon is the importance of the... Um, the gender balance and the diversity piece, um, that's really, really important. So what that leads to is having a diverse workforce, is having diversity of thought, which we touched on before. So certainly in defence industry at the moment, we come through a, a fairly uh, single track, which is uh, which is you know ex-military effectively. Uh, and having people who've got experience in other fields or coming from different backgrounds can really help give a much more diverse um, thought. So um, that's really important. It's really important that we encourage people to join what I think is a, a fantastic industry. Um, but but most important, we we drop the barrier to entry. And sometimes with our language and our acronyms and defence industry, I think we uh, we raise the, the barrier of entry too high. And it's really important we drop it and, and we sell this interest as a fascinating place that it is. Yeah, absolutely. And the diversity of thought is precisely what we need to be able to solve all these difficult problems absolutely. that are on the, on the horizon. Absolutely. Um, so just as a, as, a, as a closing question, how can listeners find more about the Inbound Conference, about Rolls-Royce, Team Tempest, or all of the interesting things that you guys are involved with? So, so, so on, on the conference, if you go onto the Team Defence website, you can you can find the link on there, or and we can put it in the show notes of the, of the podcast as well. And um, we'd encourage everybody who has an interest in aerospace um, to please come along and, and contribute to the discussions and, uh, and and maybe learn a thing or two as well about the future of, of the UK military aer aerospace uh, um, uh, landscape. Well, I'll definitely be there. Both of you will be there, uh, and yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to see any any listener at the at the conference. Well, thank you both for coming on the podcast. It was a pleasure chatting to you today. 
Thank, Thank you very you. much. If you would like to learn more about the topics we discussed in today's episode, then head over to airspaceengineeringblog.com forward slash podcast, where you will find show notes about everything we discussed in today's episode. And if you enjoy the Aerospace Engineering Podcast, then there are a number of ways you can support it. You can leave a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever else you're tuning in. You can share it on social media with your friends and family, or you can support the podcast directly on Patreon. And with that, thank you very much for listening and talk to you next time.